I think. Hello and welcome back to an uh, incredibly special episode of Boys Gone Wild. So special that it is in fact the Xmas special, the Christmas special, the Yuletide celebration of Christmas. We are celebrating it in a special way here at Boys Gone Wild. Welcome to the bloody Christmas special. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Great. Yep, yeah, yeah, um, I am here, still in the house in London. Yeah. Uh, still yeah, living, so... Uh, bit of context is that we're now retreated back to the kind of the pre-lockdown aesthetic or the the early lockdown aesthetic of doing it over wireless um something that i really don't like Uh, i think it's sort of against the podcast um ethos in general but we keep going we haven't missed a week since we've started the second kind of run of boys gone wild and we keep going even in this chock-a-block christmas period even in this emotional turmoil, we realise we have a responsibility to make sure that the incels that listen to our podcast don't school, shoot up their school when they go back. You know? Mm, you we know. have that responsibility. Yeah. So that's why we have to get out here and make sure we are giving the, the twisted minds, the mentally very disturbed people who listen to this podcast, giving them what they need mm. to function in everyday society. Mm, we don't want blood on our hands on Christmas Day, particularly. So, even though red is a festive colour, sometimes though aesthetic uh, consistency blood, is blood nice, doesn't necessarily go into that. You know, we mm. had to learn that the hard way. We had we to learn did. that the hard way. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, and we'll never miss a Christmas special again for it. So the the reason why we're apart is uh, I've gone home potentially with COVID. So I might have uh, killed my mum, which is not ideal. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a dream scenario. Uh, I, I don't know if I've got COVID. I did a COVID test, and I'm waiting for the results. That should be said. How today. long? How I long do they take to come back? Well, I I got a home delivery test, and I did it uh, on Monday, and I sent it off that same day, and it was yeah. said it will either be tomorrow or the day after. This is the day after that said tomorrow, so it should be today. It's a bit fucked because like w- w- there's like whole we need to know before Christmas uh, if we can do anything because who knows. But then I left you, Drew, in kind of the the mad dash that was the the mass exodus of London. Yes. Well, I came back. I've been gallivanting on the continent. Yeah, um, he's been spending some time on the continent, which you know. I hate to say I respect him more for it because uh, I I really would love to make fun of him, but I can't help but respect. If someone spent time on the continent, then come back. There's nothing. You can't. There's nothing you can't. Mo- slay it. You can't say anything about it because that, that's the coolest thing. Because now in conversation, you can be like, "Well, when I was spending time on the continent, yeah. you can just drop those things in. Oh yeah. You know, you can change pronunciations. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I have some penne pasta? You know, just like yeah. throwing. And because you're the last one to go to the continent out of all of us, who are we to say what the continent's doing these days? Exactly. You can't check me on anything yeah. because I am the latest and greatest information on the continent. And that's the entirety of the <laughs> continent, not just the place where I specifically was. Yes. Um, and by the continent, we do mean Europa, uh, the motherland. Um yeah, uh, we we don't mean uh, Africa or Asia. When we say the continent, we specifically mean sophisticated Western Europe. You know? Yep, yeah, with their wines and their grapes and their dried cured meats that actually give you cancer if you eat too many of them. As the people of the Iberian Peninsula had to learn the hard way. Um, but deli- <laughs> <laughs> delicious dried meats in that area, to be fair. See, and that was me showing that I have indeed spent some time on the continent. Um, but they've actually um, updated their cured meat since I was last there. <laughs> they're cancer-free. They're cancer-free I, I thought I had the upper hand by dropping a very niche reference to Iberian cured ham. No, uh, but that was actually one of the first no. things I checked up on <laughs> upon arriving on the continent. On the and continent. normally, if, it was, if, this was, if we'd recorded this three weeks ago, we would have just had that debate and agreed to disagree. But yeah. Seeing as you spent the last person to spend time on the continent, you do get the trump card. My main thing is I always want to make sure I've been on the continent uh, 
<laughs> the most recently out of every single one of the people I know, which makes for quite a difficult life yeah, because I'm, I'm constantly leaving my home and coming back and forth to yeah. it. Yeah. And the worst thing is that I'm also doing that. So it does also yeah. mean that we're in a constant struggle. Well, my, been on the <laughs> my recent trip to the continent was only inspired because you'd gone to the continent recently. <laughs> yes. So I immediately had to book the Eurostar to go to yeah. the continent. In yeah. order to out-continent you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how was uh, Paris? Uh, the city of love. Um, yeah. The city of angels. Not the city of angels. No, that's somewhere uh, what's, in that's Argentina. Uh, LA. No, that's okay. LA. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, poor Los shout. A Los Angeles, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, so that's why I thought it was Argentina. Um, Do you speak Spanish in Argentina? Yeah. Well, um, uh, no, it was lovely. Uh, I had a lovely time. I had. Yeah. Um, well, it's they're in lo- they're in full blown lockdown there. Um, so and there's actually a when I got there the day after they imposed their curfew, which we've never mm. experienced in the UK. So you're not technically allowed out on the streets at any part any time past eight pm. Or you can get arrested or something. Wow. Liberté, fraternity, egality. My I ass. think not. The <laughs> <laughs> boink. Why? Um, weird, because that's also in Paris. They don't, you think that was just something, a relic maybe of the French Revolution where yeah. uh, they had that slogan. But no, it's, it's everywhere. They, it's, I think it's yeah, like all their of thing. their public schools. It does surprise me the amount of times I see it. Everywhere. Yeah, because it's like, it's like uh, the American... Um, constitution type thing it's their their thing but that's because and i tell you what this is what's missing a bit from this country is places like france and america they can like tie their national uh identity to like genuinely inspiring words of modern kind of things that i don't think will die that are constants like the freedom of uh oneself uh, the rights of the individual, human rights. These are things. Freedom, equality, fraternity. I can get behind that for sure. Egality. Um, I'm a big egality fan myself. Big. Well. I love that shit. Love e- that shit. E- and equality, also fraternity. Equality. Who doesn't love fucking cracking open a, a chili yeah, one a with the broskies? That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, that's what fraternity. It's about college because, fraternity. Because we never had a success, like a long-term successful revolution. Oh, do you know what our motto is? Um, the Arc Nation's motto is no. Deo et non droit. I don't know how to. I don't know what. With Latin, it sounds beautiful. Fucking, yeah, you I'm can't fucking. There's no accents or pronunciations, but it's Deo et non droit. It's the one that's always under the Queen's banner. It means God and my right. And it's basically saying that basically the monarch has the divine right. So our yeah. fucking saying is that is, we're all God chose the Queen or King, yeah. so they yeah. have divine right. And it's like. Fucking, we need to update that shit because no one, even like the most hardcore <laughs> British patriot, that's not like yeah, a not, big. Not that's not that. a big element of what we care about anymore. So, well, what would you what would you update it to? I'd say it's dank memes, dank kush, dank beats. You know what? All you've, in you've, read, you've read my mind. I couldn't have put it better myself. Actually, <clears throat> and um, I'll show those fucking frogs uh, how to make a fucking slogan because they've got the best one at the quack, quack, quack. I don't know what's. I don't know what's. That's a mate. duck. That's, that's a, a duck. A, I, I said quack, but I quickly changed. It's like a <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. That's it. Ribbit, yeah. ribbit, yeah. ribbit. But I, well, we because we have from our only major re- revolution would be something about religion, wouldn't it? So it would more be something like um, um, the, what the Protestants one, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it would more be like smash God them does. out of the park. So it'd be where it should be Britain when you give communion. God and Jesus don't actually, you're not actually eating Jesus in the bread. Yeah, yeah. So it should be about doubting transubstantiation. Yeah. That's what, okay, I like that. But like really specifying it. Let's lean into it. With no, with no like, yeah. You know, ad man skill of trying to make it. And exactly how I just said it there as well with the stutters (laughs) and the slightly wrong words. Yeah. Because we've we've got, we need to get this out quick. We don't have time to do too many retakes. Um, why, but why yeah. are, you, are you on your bed, by the way? Yes. I just Because we were having a conversation before and I presumed you'd be going somewhere a bit more, less casual. No. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, fair okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, because uh, this is, uh, Wi-Fi in this house is very spurious. So I, I would have cleaned out the shed again, but there was never any Wi-Fi there. Not even during the shed phase of this podcast, which is a fun bit of trivia. You can share with your family over crackers this Christmas. <laughs> it will be in the crackers. It'll be one of the fun facts. The boys got wild. The initial period where Horatio was doing the podcast by himself, he didn't actually have any Wi-Fi. Didn't have any Wi-Fi in the shed. Granddad throws um, his gravy across the table. It can't be true! He's furious, but he doesn't know what's going on. No, um, he's, he's got dementia. Yeah, poor man, poor man, poor yeah. man. 
but uh, just, is there anything, what are your views? Oh, you're drinking some red, you really have been spending some time on the continent, a bit of red vino. I'm having uh, the carbonara tonight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh, eggs and uh, pasta. Nice. Egg pasta is what Egg it basically pasta. is. Yeah, it's nice to call it, because I made a carbonara a couple of nights ago, and it's, oh, carbonara, throw some, it's egg pasta with ham, is what it really is. Yeah. Carbonara. No, you're just fucking baking egg into an already egg. Like, pastas are eggs, basically, aren't they? Aren't they? Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like egg, egg and flour put into, like, tubes and shit. And then you're putting more egg on it and then putting some ham. Like I think pastas with like wheat, water, uh, or eggs. I feel I feel with the way your light your face has been lit up by a Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um but no, but uh, another thing I learned on the continent is good food doesn't necessarily have to be convoluted. It can be the traditional and the simple, but done with a light touch and perfection. Once again, you trump me. But how, what are your views on Paris? What's the kind of like going into Paris? Uh, you've gone a couple of times. You've got friends out there. You've you've actually gone. How many times have you been to Paris? Ten or twelve, I reckon. Really? Yeah. Ten or twelve. I yeah, mean, you're terrible at numbers. That's wrong. You've been seven or eight times. I was more asking it. Well, you always you have might. to. P- you always have to plus or minus five. <laughs> always, nearly always minus. Um, <laughs> so, so you yeah. haven't been ten or twelve times. I was asking that as as a podcast etiquette. Well, but no, you've been around seven or eight times. Well, because I'd also i I've been a lot of the times in the last three years, but I've also been previously with my family. Yeah. So I think it would add up to about ten. Okay, so he's been seven or eight times. I've been seven um, or eight times to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out here trying to argue that I know what I'm talking about. So just say whatever you want. And um, so, <coughs> but from the, there's a lot of stereotypes about Paris. There's lots of um, stories about Paris. There's a lot. Of, there's a big build up. And I've been once, and I was too young. It was a bit overhyped for me. What are, are the biggest shocks about Paris? Uh, what are the kind of cliches that are definitely true, do you think? Or in Bo- general pres- impressions of Paris? Body hair. An abundance of body, or ha- body hair, particularly in a vaginal region, is a stereotype that exists <laughs> now to our, to, today. God, he managed I'm- to smutter out. I thought you were going to be talking about the architecture, but no, he's talking about the Parisian poom poom. Of course he is. <laughs> And I fucking because the re- the reason why I went to Paris is to fuck his way across all the whorehouses across the whole of Paris. Hey, they don't do it like they do it in the UK, <laughs> all right? And I'm out here. And he's, it's, a it's <laughs> he's a sex tourist. He's a sex tourist. Sex tourist is my uh, one of my favourite phrases. On the I love sex tourism. Sex tourism is, uh, is one of my favourite. Yeah, because yeah, it's just it's such a visceral image. Because you always imagine him, You imagine him wearing <laughs> one of those visors. You imagine him wearing uh, one of those visors. <laughs> A bum bag, and then with an erection, with nothing, with nothing <laughs> on their trousers. That's what, every time yeah, I just walk around story. like, oh, all right, oh, yeah, I have a bit of that. that. <laughs> a bit of that as well. Yeah. It's- you imagine it like a kind of like fat German family at a buffet, but they're all <laughs> at an orgy. It's what you imagine it. They've got oh. out. It's like, hey, mm, oh, that's you're on the holidays. Oh, that is a nice little booty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 a fucking great term. Um, but. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, body hair and whorehouses are as you'd expect, <laughs> them, as you'd expect them to be. Um, no, I, 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 I adore Paris. I think it's fantastic. Uh, j'adore uh, Paris. Um, the architecture's beautiful. Big fan sure. of the architecture. Okay, so that's one tick for the stereotypes being true. Being true. Food is also fantastic. Okay, yeah. we need something. I was, I was kind of asking, do, is there anything new about Paris that is is, any... people don't talk about? Oh, the, no. the vaginal pum pum hair. Um, well, the thing, the thing is, when you spend so much time on the continent, is <laughs> things don't necessarily appear new, but rather a continuation of the same. Because I am at one with the environment mm. within it. Um, okay. Um, no, I'm you said to- something quite funny about how in France, um, whenever you're buying produce, they are obsessed with pictures of farmers. Yes, it's fucking yeah. mental. Like so, yeah. in every if you, I sent you. I think I sent you these pictures. Which <laughs> yeah. Quite fun to dig up if we could. Mm, bold, bold. If if I put them up, then I found then them. We've, but we spent a lot of work. I, there's a ninety percent chance I'm not putting anything up where I'm pointing here. So, but it'll be right there on my screen. If as well. if, if if I find it, which but, I I won't. So you I'm walk not. down, and if you're buying, it's it was usually it was milk. I think it was actually just in Normandy, this specific one. But if it yeah. was milk or if it was cheese or I think maybe uh, like cured meats, 
It was yeah. every single one of them would have a picture of a bald farmer standing there <laughs> holding the product like that, yeah. just to show it has, I guess, to show it has some sort of authenticity. But yeah. they had an obsession with it, and it was one of the most amazing um, continuities, but something you wouldn't expect as well. Yeah, because it, it, in French culture, they um, celebrate farmers um, like they're like heroes in France. Yeah, yeah. Eric well, Cantona did that advert about how f farmers are like footballers. He did, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did, which is fucking cool. In Alsace, things are a little bit different. The hop farmers are treated like the footballers of Britain. They are idolized and adored. And why not? They are living legends. They are the men that grow the noble hops. I did learn something interesting, um, that in the south of France, there's been a, a quite a specific trend where people wear penises around their necks and they actually double as boss. The reason that they wear it is because the beer company did an ad, ad campaign um, where they sold penis necklaces as bottle openers. So now a really high percentage of people around France wear penises around their necks, not for any kind of religious or cultural reason, just for the fact that a beer, cam beer um, company did an advert campaign. Really? Yeah, like that's legit truth. That's 100%. a surprisingly... A weak spirit against advertising for the French. It is, yeah. Especially yeah. because it's a cock round your neck. It's not like <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not like, like wearing like like a, the latest brand. You know, oh, yeah. a lesse or whatever. Oopsie. Whatever kids wear now. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, exactly. I think we've covered Paris, but anyway, Christmas. Um, you're going to be doing Christmas alone. Yeah. So I my timings were very poor. Uh, because I often don't think more than one week into the future. He's a sex tourist. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm just trying to find the next pussy. That's what I do. Um, He's got one of those big fanny packs filled with co Johnny's. Johnny's? <laughs> Johnny's, I, Johnny's and lube. Probably won't even use them. Onk, onk. Um, so, you know, you should always wear protection. That's sexist. That's yeah, sexist. I'm sorry. The sexist to not wear a condom, is it? Mm. Okay. Yeah, because it's a classic thing that like sexist men pretend they put a condom on and they throw it off. Oh, I wasn't suggesting I pretended. It's, I was like a mutual consent thing. But you don't really get that in whorehouses in France. Anyway, <laughs> what, what was happening? I, um, then ca I came back. So as I left, I got out of the Eurostar in, um, at St. Pancras and went out to have yeah. a cheap, bit of a vape before I got on the underground. And I was then greeted with notifications of London has gone into tier four. You have until midnight tonight to get out of tier four if you want to spend Christmas with your family, basically. Yeah. Um, but I'd already agreed with my family that I'd do a test because I've been gallivanting around the continent and frequenting many French prostitutes. I mean, I think COVID's going to release your worries. You yeah, know, it's venereal disease. Venereal <laughs> yeah. disease, exactly. I mean, I'm not sure how I'd spread those to my mum, but we are hey, Irish. We, hey. do, we do a lot of things out there. <laughs> so, um, so the only, I was faced with an inevitable choice, or the only decision I could make was staying in London. But then, because I'd been gallivanting off in the continent, all of my housemates, including Horatio, had left whilst I was gallivanting around the continent. Although I saw Horatio for about five minutes before he left. Mm. Um, so now here I am, Don, Don La London. Uh, You're the last one defending the fort. Yeah, we got to have someone out here, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, we do. You know, yeah. who's going to collect the post? You. Me. Yeah, you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's I, I me, thought you yeah. were asking me. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> He's not like gen genuine house concerns. Who's going to collect the post now? It's me. It's you. It's you. Oh, no, oh, it's me. It's me. Um, Sorry, it's just I'm getting into that Christmas quiz mindset, so I need to just be quick on the buzzer. Um, that, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in it on. <laughs> this, is the first, this is kind of the first conversation I've had with someone for five days. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, um, I can tell too, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I mean, to be honest, with this one, it's like normally we kind of we, we discuss what we want the episode to be. With this one, we're like, you guys should be grateful we're doing one. So you take what you're given. There's going to be minimal we're not in editing. Same, we're not in the same county. We're in different tiers at the moment. I haven't. It's quite a stressful anyone. period. I haven't spoken to anyone for, for five days. I'm not going home for Christmas. Horatio mm. is wearing a hat, I guess. Yeah, and it's just, it's a fucking, let's, 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 let's call a spade a spade. It's fucking a shit show, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's bleak as fuck. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've, I don't think, maybe since the day after Brexit, I don't think I've ever felt a lower mood in the country yeah uh ever in my life maybe no, i think the day yeah. after brexit was a bit lower 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brexit was definitely lower, but this is kind of, because we're kind of used to this kind of, we're kind of used to coronavirus giving us shit. Yeah. So this is like a continuation of that. But because of the Christmas period, it does feel particularly worse. The Christmas period, the weather is uh, spitefully bad. Uh, yeah. All, all the other countries are making fun of us now. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's a, it's becoming apocalyptic. There's lorries um, piling up outside Dover. Yeah. All those sex tourists trying to get back into France. <laughs> they should have done what you've done and get in early. Yeah. <laughs> that That's would a be number great. one for tip for any sex tourists. Oh, they always <laughs> read COVID guidelines because you never know if you might get stuck. You don't want to get stuck. The thing is about sex tourism is you don't want to get stuck in the country that you were sex touring. <laughs> because it can, one, make for some awkward conversations and two, make you miss family dinners. But then maybe yeah, you don't yeah. want to look your family in the eye anymore as well. So yeah. these are things to... Yeah, these are things to think about. I've been, um, I've been increased... I, I've because in, in my relative boredom, although it's been quite nice to spend some time by myself. Hashtag so you said self, you wanted some time alone. Self care. Um, um, but but you're going to get most... too much time alone. So you're at a good point now because it's been three days, has it? Three, three days. Well, that's no, what you no. need. No, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five. I got back. Oh, and, oh I guess four because you left. You okay, left Sunday night. All but right. Four days. I'm just saying it's going to take a dark turn soon. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm expecting maybe tomorrow for it to take a dark turn. Um, but so I found Gino DeCampo did a face po- a Facebook <laughs> post. Uh, Already funny. Already funny. Tonight, so he said tonight I'm making. I've got to hear actually. Tonight I'm making fresh Papa Papa Riddell. Not that much yeah. on the continent with porcini mushrooms, <laughs> garlic, sage, and strips of beef. What are you guys cooking? So I commented, pork stroganoff. And I'm yet to receive a reply, but I kind of, it's one of the, uh, there are many people that, many people are replying to it. Um, I'm, he hasn't replied well, to one, because I'm expecting, surely he's got to reply to someone, otherwise it's yeah, shameless. This is, a, this is a trick, we're going to give you some insider tips of how the biz works, is uh, when you're trying to uh, create engagements on a post, you've just, that's why you see like often pictures will have like a semi-unrelated question underneath. Because they just want people to say, like, what's your favorite Del Mio day or some nonsense? And then yeah, yeah. they just want to get people talking in the comments so it makes mm. it go more viral. Yeah, I'll just uh, But they don't care. Don't I'll... ever answer those questions. When a celebrity asks one of those open-ended ones, they're not going to read it. They don't give a fuck about you. Well, these are, things, you. these are things that normal um, social Andrew would be able to understand. But in this context, <laughs> you're like, Paul, struggle off, Gino. Paul, struggle off, Gino. What's, what, about, what about you? Yours was yummy. Mine was yummy too. <laughs> Um, but I, as I said, I might, I'm yet to receive a reply for that. But uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been alright actually. I've had uh, I well, it's essentially just I'm still working, which is yeah, which which is a, which is a specific. <laughs> oh, that's my mum. The gun. You've been too loud. This yeah. is. This is the joys of. I mean, I'm 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 here isolated, but you're also contending with with family. Yeah, it's a pretty. It's a full house. Well, my mum and my sister. It's quite a small house, and uh, that's why I'm on my bed like an animal. Like I'm. Yeah. I don't want to be lounged out. This is the only thing. Is it looks like I'm the most chilled guy ever who can't be asked to get out of bed. No, this is the only place I could do it, and I have. I'm forced into being lounged. I'd yeah. much rather be in a chair. Um, yeah it's actually but, more it's more uncomfortable having my legs like stretched out in front of me it's hard um, to have it's hard to have hot takes and things when your legs are the, <laughs> same, the same and i've got my socks and my feet out yeah um but yeah but, so you I, go on uh well so the only thing because christmas day i find interesting because i'm not i'm not a particularly i feel this year i have become less and less of a christmasy person than i have ever previously i've never been a yeah. massive one but mm. I've frequently said the only thing I'm into that much at Christmas is the food and spending time with your family, that kind That's of thing. That's a great take. Wow. Um, exactly. Wow, <laughs> hot, fresh. I'm out there. Yeah, but wow. not all the takes have to be hot. They could just be, that's true. That's what I feel. Okay. Okay, so then... It's a bit of realness. I like A it. bit of realness. So, <laughs> so the only thing... <laughs> so then... Can I also say, I, one of my favorite things about Christmas is spending times with loved ones as well. But go on, so as, as you were, that's one of my, <laughs> my favourite things about the festive period. I'm sorry. And actually, the food as well. <laughs> nah, okay, but as in, uh, so I'll, I'll make that more clear, is that I believe Christmas, any kind of Christmas, other than lights which go up in towns and cities and stuff, 
I think they should go on when they when they do. But any kind of Christmas adverts, putting up Christmas decorations, etc., it should only happen on the 22nd of December. So today, I think. Is it mm. today? Because otherwise, you just like the whole month can't be dedicated to Christmas. Otherwise, it's all just if you you can have too much of a good thing, then it become it descends into nothingness. Nothing means anything anymore. Yeah, I I think I think the whole month of December is fine, because it's like it's the shittest time of year, but December it kind of it's because January and February are worse than December, even though the weather's similar. But because it's like the festive spirit, it is a great way to deal with the shit time of year, and especially in countries yeah, like that. ours having having a december christmas is great uh I'm, I'm a, my family's kind of um a big quite a big christmas family actually i've realized uh because my in quite a like uncharacteristically quaint uh way my my nana owns a christmas uh shop you know that don't you no i don't I, that's the first time i've heard well that. she's actually uh, my nana and uh, well, surely she's Gigi. working surely she's busting no, no she was because... she was she retired three years ago but they they, they worked up until they were 88 selling christmas decorations Can and now my aunt through... and my yeah. aunt and uncle now uh run the christmas shop but they've been doing that for 30 years Can so you tell me when... the, e- <coughs> the economics of a christmas shop okay so they started in fruit <coughs> and veg Right. Uh, so they, they were like they were like Christmas. they were like old school uh my grandparents were like old school uh Covent Garden you know Covent Garden it used yeah, to be yeah, like yeah, a fruit yeah. and veg thing. They used to be the hagglers like five that, five yeah. five yeah, all of that five lettuces rah, rah, like shouting yeah. about lettuces and stuff. like there was like fights over watercress. Like my, my nana got punched in the face by someone who wanted her watercress and there was like so it, it was <laughs> it's it might seem jovial, the yeah. salad industry, but they're but all it, vicious it, bastards. It, and then to supplement the income, they started selling Christmas things seasonally. And then the Christmas uh, things started making more and more money. And then when they became semi-retired, they're like perfect industry to work yeah. three months a year. Yeah. Uh, and now they have a Christmas shop. Um, oh, so they literally work three months a year then? Is that the... Yeah, but apparently it seems like there's so much more work and they spend all year trying to... Uh, they had to go to Hong Kong and, and get go to trade shows and get in all the produce uh, no, what's produce. the main um, what's the main kind of thing they sell for a christmas they sell everything all so it's basically all christmas decorations they do christmas trees fake ones um yeah and it'll be in like blue water or like a proper big shopping center and it'll just be uh and it seems like uh they do it, it does mean you obviously don't you work hard for three months but then they are still doing work all year round so i don't really understand i don't really yeah. get why they're working so much when it's like surely I don't know. I don't quite understand it to be honest. Yeah, but that's it does mean clear. it does mean that um Christmas is quite a big blowout. My my family do take um uh, Christmas is quite a big because they're quite an indulgent bunch I've realized. We're just quite like food, drink, presents. It's like we like that sort of thing. I think it might be a slightly Italian thing because I know BB's family um don't celebrate Christmas at all. They see it as quite a, you know, indulgence that is uh you know uh, uh, once unnecessary well, they're, they're, and arguably borderline unethical they're period they're puritans aren't <laughs> they're, they? they've got they've got a puritan element to them well that's because just with the puritan thing that's a big reason why um i there was such a late call on the kind of, of any kind of blocking of any christmas because boris johnson would have been the first person to call off christmas since the puritans oh yeah yeah oh my god since cromwell since cromwell yeah, and that's what all of the um, like the sun and the mirror said that like will say that like ISIS is trying to well ISIS are trying to cancel Christmas. That's a bad idea. But like Corbyn are trying to cancel Christmas. You know, the worst thing about ISIS. Just like, have you heard this thing? Yeah. Have you heard this thing about ISIS? <laughs> they want to cancel bloody Christmas on top of all of it, on top of all of these bombings and these indiscriminate murders. They want to cancel Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if the sun said ISIS trying to cancel Christmas, I don't think the left are going to be that. We are, we are. Surely they can't. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. They, Maybe they, we should, they are. <laughs> Maybe we should carpet bomb the Middle East. You know? Yeah, because I mean, ideally, if ISIS won, yeah, I don't. I think Christmas they they wouldn't they wouldn't be a huge fan of Christmas. That'd be one of the a big thing that'd take away. I think. Well, given their their uh, militant Isla- Islamist kind of ideology, I'm not sure they would. Take About building a caliphate, to, yeah, yeah. Maybe they wouldn't suggest a, a celebration of the birth of Christ. Yeah, um, um, but so you're, are you so are you a fan of Christmas then? I am a fan of Christmas. I like Christmas Day and Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. Those three things yeah. I like. Yeah, every I don't like the whole who are around it. I don't enjoy Christmas films or music particularly. There are some exceptions, yeah. um, but 
I don't like because I'm one of those um, quite whiny, I guess, whiny left people who it's just like it's seeing the mass commercialization of it. Everything about that really is Snorfest. Let's go. Go on. I'm kind of boring myself (laughs) talking about it. (laughs) But it is like it is just a time where capitalism just lets his dick out. And this should only be a time for sex tourists to let their dick out. Is what I. <laughs> but it's that thing frustrates me about it. But then, so what I did, what I've done for a couple of Christmas for last, I think last Christmas or maybe the Christmas before, I didn't have any money because uh, I was still post student life. And so I've done uh, Drew Ponds, which are coupons, but um, from Andrew. And what they, what, so I, I did a Christmas essentially of giving all of my family Drew Ponds and no physical presents. Um, um, and the problem with that was that no, none of them actually cashed in their Drupons. So yeah. for if, as you sort of knew they wouldn't. Uh, deep down, you knew they would the Christmas spirit, you'd think that. Maybe- okay, so your your sister uh, Melissa gives you a Melissa pond. Do you think you'd cash that in? Do you think you'd ever find the time? Do you think you'd find it at the bottom of your drawer and be like? I never cash this in, and then call your sister up and go. Do you want to go golfing? Like, <laughs> I just, well, I just think. Well, part of the problem is that Mum did try to cash hers in, and we never found the right time, which is probably me never finding the right time for it. But didn't didn't you put an expiration date on them? I did. So they were they did expire. <laughs> which is so funny. That's great. <laughs> they did. They were technically expired when they, when she kind of remembered about them. But I kind of okay. Well, that's her fault then. Yeah, it's her yeah. fault. It's like look at the fine print or don't yeah. talk to me. Come on, um, but they're they're basically what they were with delayed disappointments yes it's yes like you don't you'd suddenly remember them and be like oh yeah that's what Angie got with christmas oh yeah we didn't do that but delayed disappointments uh seems like a good counterbalance to a, a generation that main problem is instant gratification i'm trying Isn't... to count i <laughs> i love that you formalize that into words for me because i've never quite realized what i was what point i was trying to make that that's exactly the point because isn't one of the yeah one of the main things that everyone complains about our generation is that we have too much instant gratification. Yeah. Whereas, what you specialise in is delayed disappointment. Delayed disappointment. So it's like it's the complete opposite. <laughs> the perfect opposite. It's literally the perfect. The only antidote to instant gratification is that that's how we're going to raise. I'm going to raise my kids. Yeah. It's not going to be like, I want sweets, I want sweets. What I'm going to say is, how about you don't get sweets now, but in three years, we go to the moon. I don't know, Disneyland, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then three years comes. Yeah, I was completely joking about yeah. that. Delayed, Delayed disappointment. disappointment. <laughs> it's perfect. It's a perfect way to counteract it. Yeah. So what, you're, not, you're not giving... So your... what kind of parenting are you doing? I'm kind of what trying this delay new delayed disappointment. disappointment. <laughs> but... And that's a great, and it's, it's, a, it's, a fan, it's a fantastic life lesson. Hold on, I forgot what I was going to say. It's all right. Yeah, no, but we're out here. It's Christmas. It's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Um, so favourite um, Christmas songs. We'll start with our hymns. We're, oh, we're, we're not even going to give me a chance to remember, okay. No, I, it didn't seem like it was going to be worthwhile. Yeah, you can um, tell by my face, can't you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Favorite Christmas songs. Um, you got any? Which ones? Do you mean like? Do you want to have? Do you want to have a little Christmas sing song? Yeah, we could have a Christmas sing song for Christmas. Do you know? Um, Driving home for Christmas. That's one of the few I don't know. I think. Okay. Um, uh, o come, O come, Emmanuel is my favorite Christmas hymn. Yeah, but can you do the whole o thing? O come, O come, O come, O come, Emmanuel. It's so scary. Yeah. Isn't it one that goes rejoice? It's rejoice, rejoice, I love that one. What? Because that, that's when those... Because Christmas... Though Christmas songs are bad, I really don't like any of them. And I never... I never... Even though I like getting the Christmas spirit, I don't like having Christmas songs on. I think it's one of the worst parts. I like the festivities, like the Santa hats. I like all the... That, that tr- t- tacky shite. But the, the music is unbearable. Um, uh, but the Christmas hymns... The, I think this might be some of the best hymns... Of yeah. all time are Christmas hymns. I do genuinely think they've saved up some of the best ones for Christmas. So all of them, the they classic, fucking slap. They do slap. They do slap hard. Yeah. Um, oh, come all oh. ye faithful. faithful. Is that, is that That's Christmas? Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unreal. Well, so you know Unreal every, hymns. every Christmas church service is meant to start with uh, Once in Royal David City. 
Yeah. So my dad. Well, give me get to sing it, sing it, so I can remember it. One, two, basically it's Royal meant to David be. City. So it, it starts off when most all, all Protestant Christmas services, maybe even Catholic, mm. I don't know. They'll start, um, or the choir will start at the the top of the um, uh, the corridor, whatever the fuck, the hallway. Yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah, the hallway. The hallway. The hallway. The hallway to God. Twenty years. The communion uh, walk. Um, so yeah. what they the, there's a solo. Every year it's the one choir boy is picked out to do the first mm. verse of Once in Royal David yeah. City. And it's Once in Royal David City Stead and Shed with a manger for a baby Jesus Christ is like a And then the second or third choir boy is coming with the, with the beat, with the beatbox. <laughs> And then they all break down. We, we went. We went album. to a cool Christian school, it by the gospel. way. We didn't go it to. We didn't go to any just normal Christian school. We went to a hip Christian we went school. To a hair buddy, they, <laughs> they made it relatable to us. Um, my dad told me the story where he was uh, when he was a young Catholic boy. Um, mm. There was so he was in this. He was in the service, and it's all. It's always the, as I say. It's always a choir boy. One choir boy sings the first solo, mm. and he said that this choir boy would start to sing and that and the point of which he was singing the solo was when his voice broke so <laughs> <laughs> it was this <issue. laughs> once in royal david <laughs> city and at that point you can't back out can you you can't like you can't you can't run off and cry you've got to keep fucking going because you're the one who's meant to do it but yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a fun Christmas that's tale. That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, uh, wait. So when you say broke, do you mean because you have? Do you think that was the moment when his voice broke yeah. forever? Yeah, I think that's literally <laughs> it because he couldn't come back from it because he said he literally started off perfect pitch because it's meant to be the best singer in the choir. Yeah. Started off perfect yeah. pitch and then just just kind of went. Yeah, that was the vo- the voice breaking is one of the funniest things about becoming a man. Yeah. Is how it happens. How it happens at different stages. Because when you're around 12, 13, well, that's the fun thing about puberty in general, especially amongst boys, is it's just like how some people will ju- grow the- their full height by the age of like 15. Like you can be like six foot two. Like yeah, you're, yeah. The, the, the height you end up at can be, you basically reach when you're 15, 16. Yeah. And then some people are really slow growth. So you can have like people who are literally like four foot 11 with squeaky voices, yeah. with mates who are like six foot two with deep voices and they're the same age, the same yeah. brain age as well. And it's like, hello mate. Yeah, you're not too yeah, bad, not mate. Bad. <laughs> well, well, I, cause it's off, cause it, it's even, puberty happens at different rates even within the individual as well because my my voice broke i think when i was in year seven which is very young. oh yeah uh but I still, yeah because you have a di- famously deep voice yeah but i still penetrates through through, um, through thick sonic walls, walls. yeah <laughs> uh, but i still can't grow a beard or don't have any hair on my arms so you know it's it's kind of it, it swings and roundabouts you take, you swing, it swings and roundabouts all of yeah. my all of my puberty went into my voice and none of it went into my body yeah, because it's like for me, I'm very talking about hairy. my penis size and my yeah, yes, yes, um, very but, underdeveloped, it, very underdeveloped. <laughs> very. If you guys so. are thinking, yeah, got a small cock. Yeah, that's yeah. why I have to fre- you, frequent French could, brothels uh, to try and get some <laughs> get some sex. Yeah, but I like the way you're bragging about it. Yeah, like, but we're out here, you know. You got to own it, or, or yeah, you know, you're like, hey, I go to French brothels because I have a small dick, dick, and they're the only ones who will fucking suck um, it for money. Yes, uh, uh, we support sex workers. Like, don't don't take Ooh. this um, way of us talking about brothels as if we disrespect sex workers. We support them. Andrew does financially very regularly. So you know all these all these woke fucking all these woke people on the internet who are going like support sex workers. Uh, are you going every weekend? Well, how you got a have you got a blowjob <laughs> from a French prostitute in the last two weeks? I don't, yeah, think, I don't you think you support. I don't sex. think you have. Not like I do, at least. <laughs> Um, anyway, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, for the Christmas special has been remarkably about Parisian brothels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was about to say something of profound profundity, and it might it it's, might just have disappeared. It's, it's a Christmas. lot. It it's matter. Christmas. It doesn't matter, and it's a lot. It's I, this is a lot harder doing it on doing it over the internet, isn't it? 
Yeah, and that's why they just kind of have to accept what they're given. Yeah, this might be um, utter tripe and shite, but we're out here. It's Christmas. We're out here. We're doing this for you guys. You can thank it's Matt Hancock for that. this one. <laughs> we can give them a bit of satire. That's for free. Yeah, obviously. Um, it's on us. Uh, <coughs> um, what do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know, unless you've got something for Christmas to say. But I, no, go, I was going to say something, but I forgot. We've both had similar. Uh, well, we can move on for Christmas because. Oh no! What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. What I was going to say. Sorry. Because um, we're we'll talking about pu pu puberty at different rates, is what I was saying, <laughs> and how. Um, yeah. For like, I can grow a beard very easily and have a lot of body hair, but I also medically I'm not allowed in trampolines. So yeah. it's like. But that's, that's not. Like, uh, that's not a puberty issue. That's a you issue. No, but that's like for the kind of like you know you've got a masculine deep voice, but you've yeah. got the, the body of a choir boy. Yeah. And like me, I've got the body of Tom Selleck. Yeah. Uh, but then also I've got the joints of uh, paraplegic. You yeah. Know? So yeah. it's like it's these tensions mm. that is what makes us such rich nuanced men. Uh, and that's what, like... that's what that's what that's what Boys Gone Wild is partly about. Is it yeah. showing that like you know men get a bad rap, but we've got yin and yang. Like Ooh. there's there's good and bad sides to us. You yeah. Know? Hairless, deep voice man. Uh, hair full, bendy, break bendy his legs boy. on the trampoline. He's a bendy boy. boy. No, <laughs> we come in different shapes and sizes. We're not a monolith. Um, yes. But yes, back back to Christmas. Well, no, well, I don't if we've got anything on on Christmas, but um, mm. we could. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say because sometimes I feel people can get out Christmas, so maybe they want to come back to Boys Go Wild for a bit of you know, same of the old, back to normal yeah. kind of thing. I think just with a little sprinkling of Christmas seasoning. Um, <coughs> I think this Christmas, though it's a very, I feel quite low because it's just the general vibe. It just doesn't feel. It just feel it always feels so weird and. Oh, what spending um, with coming... your family at home? You know, with all of the people who love and support you and having nice food at home. Isn't hey, that I'm low not saying, and weird? I'm not, eh? I'm not saying my life's as bleak as yours, Drew. I'm just saying it's incredibly bleak. You know, it's not a relative statement. Hey, we're a nation. I, I am miserable, but compared to you, I'm happy. You know, do I need to make that preface? No, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I, we, we never need to make that preface. I always, I always presume it to be as such. Yeah. Um, <coughs> um, but yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's probably going to be a better Christmas than usual because it means I, I get to spend it with like a concentrated group. Because what I've always found about Christmas Day, which annoys me, is like Christmas Eve and Boxing Day, I nearly always find more fun because I'm normally with a. The, the family who I know and get on with. But with Christmas Day, because there's so many people you're trying to please, you end up like spending this like special festive day talking to like, you know, your uncle by marriage's brother's wife, yeah. who you have nothing in contact with. You only see that one year and they genuinely have nothing to, it's like, why the fuck? Yeah. And like, and no offense to them. It's like, I'm sure you don't want to spend it with me, but why the fuck are, why the fuck are we sitting next to each other having small talk on a day like Christmas when it should be with people, like someone who I barely know? Yeah. You know? Well, it's, the, they, it's, it's often, just weird. I think particularly, so although we're both from divorced families, is that I have two more and more active um, divorced family roles in that I, I've alternated Christmas for however long I've, I've, I can remember. Well, yeah, you, you, your, your divorce is uh, heavier than mine. It's a bit more of a you, you, you got more real divorce than mine. Well, but also I have I go in the I've got family who I see more regularly on both sides because they're nearer as yes, well. Yeah. But then also they've also married off. So then you also get different different family Christmases as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do. I have had a couple of Christmases where I've spent with people that I think I've only seen on Christmas Day. As in, because that's Which the time. Weird. That's the time you meet your dad's girlfriend's brother's sister, <laughs> who would also be his sister, his yeah. of a sister. But yeah. the, the family yeah. come round and you meet and like, yeah, people, people like that. Which is not true for the for dad's new wife. God bless. But from God bless. Pre, for God bless. <laughs> <your> time. <laughs> oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, so Christmas has often been a time that I spend with, uh, I've spent meeting uh, my new family, which is, <laughs> but then often they're not my new family, they won't be there for that long. Yeah, because so, <coughs> something we've, <coughs> something that we have in common is that uh, uh, your, your dad settled down now, and mine to a certain extent has, but certainly around the same period, 
our our dads were sex tourists and were bringing home (laughs) a a huge variety of women who we had to like because i remember the first one one he brought home i like made an effort with but when it's like the fifth woman and it's from a a, a, fit like a fifth continent like a different they managed to do all over i'm like i'm not gonna i'm gonna wait till i'm gonna wait till we get around to someone with like slightly better english just so i can like i just don't think it's and, and, and so there's just something and for mine it's like when he's gone through like a fifth different musical theatre society around the world <laughs> it's like I'll wait till someone closer to home you know someone that actually that actually produces good musical theatre content you know <laughs> then I'm just doing Annie every year fix up musical theatre society yeah yeah because like my, my dad will find someone from like you know like Panama uh, like Argentina, fucking yeah. China. Just uh, your dad will like find it like a street along from the last one. It's all within mm. a like a square mm. kilometer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With with some sort of link to the musical theatre world. That's his only. That's the only thing he goes for. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris. Well, this year I, I'm because I'm in I'm in two minds of what to do because it's either as I have been because I. I've realised today because the only re- the only I'm a very as we all know I'm very bad at dates and part of that is because I don't really keep up to date on what the actual date is, but the I my work kind of forces me to do that. So I was when I, I was shocked that it's you know Christmas Eve Eve. So I really because usually when you're at home you you can feel it slowly becoming Christmas. You feel when it's when when it's a normal Christmas there's that slow burn towards it. So even if you're not thinking about it. We slowly get into it. But this year, because I'm by myself at home, not really going out other than to buy sausages, there is, I, I, I'm really, I, I was shot this morning when I realized it was the 23rd and it's Christmas in two days time. Um, but so I'm in two minds of it, of like, I either continue that train of just not really think, what's nice actually is, because I'm working on, on Christmas day anyway, on the Friday. Yeah. What's nice is that I finish, I've got the weekend off. So regardless of whatever happens, I can have, you know, a fun evening um, without having to wake up the next day. But I either, I either just take it as in, fuck it, it doesn't exist. I'll make a strong enough. Or I'm going to really dive into it and take the piss of, I'm going to go and buy a frozen roast roast dinner ready meal from Tesco, put it in the oven, buy crackers and do like an Instagram story of a Christmas by myself. And it's hard to know whether to lean into the comedy of it or just pretend it's not happening. I think you. It's like I don't know how often. I think it might be a once in a lifetime. That's scenario, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, when you're going to be fully alone on Christmas Day, which exactly. is like, you know, it luckily enough isn't as brutal as it sounds because a yeah, lot yeah. of people are. And also, shouts out to anyone. If if you guys are spending uh, Christmas alone, comment below. We can have some. But you are not alone. Cause I am here with you. Yes, yeah, except you, you, you get the. Yeah. Uh, imagine he finished the song and. Imagine it. Right, so nailed the lyrics. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I think you, you're gonna have to do it for the comedy because it's. Yeah. Uh, Which is annoying because then I also have to do the annoying Christmas admin of going out and buying crackers and frozen ready meal dinners with none of the fun. But that's no, what no we, pain, uh, that's no what game. us content cowboys do, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Um. Because what is sadder on Christmas Day? Is it sad that eating a beef stroganoff mm. on your own right. is completely unfestive or eating a roast turkey on your own? Sure, surely it's a roast turkey. <laughs> it's, surely it's a roast I turkey. I don't know. Because what it sounds to me about doing it with a roast turkey is you're trying to make it into something. <laughs> if you do it with the beef stroganoff, you're clearly not attempting anything. Therefore, it's not as sad. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, if, you're, if, then, you're, with, if you're eating a turkey and doing your own crackers yeah. and then being like, yeah, I've got... And like, you, you've got your favourite cracker toy and you're like... Oh. No one's there to. Well, I was gonna prop up. I was gonna make like fake Christmas um, dolls and put them across the table, and then uh, put the label of each of my family, and then cook it. Because I was also tempted to actually do a roast because I've got the time because I'm not working the next day. So I thought now's the perfect time to learn how to do a roast. And then I was gonna put dolls across the table, and then you know um, dish out different meals. (laughs) Come on, but let's eat cauliflower cheese. There's plenty in the oven. Um, but I, again, I'd have to film all of this because otherwise I would be clinically insane. <laughs> so the thing is, I either need to do a, I either want to do like a 24 hour televised event of a solo Christmas, but then can I be bothered yeah. to do that? Or I just don't address it at all. You could live stream. Live stream would be pretty good. No, I could do an IG. You could do a, 
you could do an IG live. <laughs> It'd be great if my only content on my Instagram was um, <laughs> Sri Lanka 2014 and my solo <laughs> Christmas day on in 2020. <laughs> Sri Lanka was in about 2015, by the way. Just a, was, was it? Yeah, not okay. tw- not 2018. Just um, uh, but yes, uh, it is. I, like it feels like. I don't really know what the... What do you feel about the whole political situation? Because it feels like, though we're having our opinions on what's the right thing to do, like, a month, two months ago, now it feels like there's so much shit going on that we don't actually know about. It's like, Mm. it's almost pointless having an opinion. Like, I kind of want a strong opinion because it feels so fucked. What, about the different, different, like, tiers? About the tiers, about the way it's been managed, but it's like, it's just like, clearly, there's constantly a science guy walking in uh, mm. to cabinet saying you you have to do this or else yeah 100,000 people would die but that's what I uh, so I I think we should probably just go into a lockdown and so you know so today on we're filming this on Wednesday so it's a shatter the illusion of uh, liveness but yeah. there was it's just been announced that uh, like Sussex where you're at at the moment and if quite a few other places are going into tier four but they're going in on boxing day and I honestly just full-heartedly believe that that is Boris not wanting to be the person that cancels Christmas completely. So like that's why the one, the tier four of London and some of the Southeast was such a big thing because it's something they've been trying to avoid for the entirety of the time, not canceling Christmas since Cromwell. But it's clear that this new strain and this new variant is going to fucking spread. So it's like, it's for the betterment of the most of the UK uh, if people just go into this lockdown as soon as possible. Yeah. But it's What's just a bit terrifying. key that these tier four, because they, they always, sorry, just they always build it up. So I watched the Matt Hancock thing today, as in his briefing. And he spends so long prefacing before he says it, because he wants, he wants everyone to realise why they're doing it, because it's such a tough piece of legislation to bring in. But when he prefaces so much, and then you're like, oh, but you're going to go into tier four on Boxing Day. We're still, you know, there's still an emotional aspect that they're doing it. And with this new strain and stuff, it's going to get worse. But... I'm, I think for like it's uh, it's one of those things for like a long in the long term it's getting better with the vaccine. There's going to be once once the vaccine comes in and more and more of the vulnerable people have gotten it, there'll be a better there'll be more economic decisions made of opening things up, opening businesses up, as opposed to making like emotional decisions based on Christmas. But I yeah, think Christmas it should is be a fair. messy period. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it wasn't Christmas, we'd be ter- in a lockdown. I do think it's still it, it's like. It's hard because I don't care enough about the situation. It's too boring to like do enough research. It does. It it. There's clearly been huge fuck ups because, though I at first we both were like, um, the it's easy to criticize the government, but no one could expect this and stuff like that. And like I did genuinely feel that like we, we can't blame the government anyone for this because it's just such. A, who could have planned this? You know. Yeah. Um, but because it's happened here so much worse than other places mm. um it has to be the government's management and yeah. i don't fully know what the key fuck-ups were or like what, like key decisions he could you heard immunity but i feel it was deeper than that somehow yeah uh, i think the care, the care homes and stuff like that and like that's at a the scandal end of the day, we, that's a national scandal yeah though. yeah it's crazy it's crazy because it's like to be honest i want i think that that's the main percentage especially in western european countries like yeah the the, the people who the way that it's going to kill the numbers are going to go rocket is if it runs rampant in the care homes because basically everybody people. gets it's going to die exactly um but that's the, because it was the, but the point at which you kind of tipped over because I had the same we when we were talking about I had the same kind of idea of you know you know what are they going to do that much it's the it's a terrible virus but when we became like the highest death rate per capita or something in the fucking world like what the fuck is that we're an island guys like, we're an we're, island we and we're huge, like we have a huge advantage yeah and we're one of the richest countries in the world it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was shocking but but yeah. yeah it's weird it's like and also when when it was first starting out I was re- ready for like. India, uh, parts of Africa, Russia, Iran. I was like, oh, it's going to end up with debt. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath there. Yeah. But like their numbers are like per capita. Like, how does like India near do us. Somewhere like New yeah, Delhi, f- the most like one of the most densely populated yeah. cities in the world. I, I think it's probably because it's not being reported. It's hard to report. And also, I think in I hot think countries, agree, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it spreads in the same way. Um, but yeah. so my sister, my sister lives in Wales. Um, Crikey, name drop, now. fucking hell, yeah. Jesus, scandalous. Yeah, yeah. in in the El Capitino. Oopsie, so. what Cardifio? 
this is yeah <laughs> so premium whales um <laughs> yeah and they had a circuit breaker like a couple months ago so they went into full lockdown before everyone else which is like it seems like if you go into full lockdown and you give it like at least two and a half weeks meaning that you everyone who's got it at the beginning of that lockdown has the time to recover from it yeah um sure surely that should cut off nearly all of the uh thank you my sister has just given me an extra Santa hat just to, <laughs> as I was talking about um, she made it into the shot actually. as well which is nice yeah um and it's such so a ca- it's such a caring move but also a very <laughs> disruptive move <laughs> um but uh, uh oh Horatio but here's the thing you asked for uh, <laughs> I mean, right at the end of the podcast an hour in when we're finishing up <laughs> but uh, they, they did that lockdown and now Wales is the new epicenter of the coronavirus. Really? So what I oh what yeah, I was wasn't it that map, that heat map? Yeah. Yeah. So what? I, so that's the epicenter of the world. Yeah. Of the world is is now Wales. Mm. So what I'm struggling to understand is when you lock something down, why does it not? How has it had basically no effect? It's made things worse. Well, it does. And that's when it's like what we may, maybe being told about the virus is not. It seems to work in ways that are not at all logical. But a lockdown has worked, I think. Like, there's yeah. it, obviously like locking down should work to a certain. But degree. it's locked. It's but locked it down, it locked down Wales for a month, and now it's the centre again. It was locked down. It doesn't does it seem to be so the various degrees of different country, like the various the various degrees of different country that have locked down more or less. So, hasn't necessarily dictated whether they've been successful in the response to it or not. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Also, sorry. I'm also pissed about new. So, like, sorry. Everyone loves to bring up New Zealand and like how amazing, you know, woke Bay Jacinda is. She is great, but like, uh, it is annoying when it's like the British government do this or like comparing us to New Zealand. It's like, excuse me, mate. No one's going to New Zealand. That's like the easiest job in the world to lock up New Zealand. There's like <laughs> four million people. The the country's the same size of ours with like like a fit like a tenth the population. No one's flying into New Zealand. And it's like they're saying, like, well, they've had no cases. It's like, yeah, because no one's going there, mate. So yeah, but she did shut down the just... borders and stuff early, though. Because yeah, we've easy. we've never, yeah, but we've never shut down the borders. It's much harder to, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. It is much harder to, but and it's like it, it's like the big, like I think London, the London airports collectively are the biggest, the like the busiest. Um, airways in the world well so a, the... A, apparent, apparently the only reason um that this, this this is from one of my most trusted sources um is that the only reason that we are reporting about or this whole this whole kind of international attention on the uk for this new strain of the virus the only reason that we've we know about it is because of our advanced genome research than the rest of the world so if you think about it we'll <laughs> We're about that UK, bro. We're repping UK out there, but it's probably going to go all around the world anyway. But yeah, I mean, uh, now we've got the vaccine. Can we just get it over with now? Like, what? I, I also don't understand how we're still fucked when it's like we've got the cure, guys. Well, there's been. Like, I, don't, I don't. I don't want to be the guy who's like, um, I don't I, like. Fair enough, the experts should do their job. But you but would also like to be the guy. What's I'd also like to make be like, uh, guys. Why are we freaking out? We've got the cure. We've I imagine you walking you know into I mean? Downer Street, Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock are throwing papers everywhere, trying to highlight things and scribble over things. And you walk in with it's like, guys, chill. We've got... Gross. We've got the vaccine. Guys, we've got the cure. Like, uh, what's the problem? We've got a virus. Okay, what do we need? The cure. Tick. Okay. Let's give everyone the cure. You know let's what? get it done. I think, he... <laughs> I think he might be right. I think he's right. It's a Christmas, it's a Christmas miracle. Um, it's a Christmas miracle. Uh, anything you'd like to say on that? Or no, no, you, no. I, I thought that was quite up? a nice place to wrap up. I guess. Okay, so uh, do you want to do you want to do you want to wrap us up with a uh, closing thoughts about a, a Christmas a Christmas a Christmas uh, closing thought a Christmas roundup? So today we've talked about uh, Parisian whorehouses, sex for the vast majority tourism. of the conversation. <laughs> the first twenty-five minutes was about Parisian whorehouses, <laughs> which made me. Which was weird, seeing as I didn't even mention I was wearing a Santa hat. And it's called the Christmas special, and it's for anyone who was watching. It did seem strange. Yeah. Um, we talked about first, first time, first time listeners are going to be a bit confused about the vibe. 
<laughs> sex tourism the prison yeah. houses um uh boris cancelling christmas yeah um uh the uh banging christmas hymns yeah yeah we can do that so we've all had our time in the sun and we all will continue to have our time in the sun in the future um it's been a it's been a tough time for us all and if those of us have been fortunate to get onto the continent might have been able to have sex with some <laughs> parisian prostitutes um <laughs> but fundamentally we've, we live in a world where those hedonistic times have real life consequences and that might mean that you have to spend christmas by yourself in tier four. However, if you put on some banging Christmas hymns, such as Oh Come All Ye, Hay- oh, Come All Ye Faithful, and have a Christmas, uh, lovely Christmas day by yourself, just remember to keep on singing and try for your voice not to break. That's a callback, as all of this is a callback. And keep that Christmas spirit up. It's Christmas! It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Boys Gone Wild. Boys Gone See wild. you next week. Bye. Bye.